You're listening to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your host, Micah from Fifth Quarter, and we've got Nick again. Nick, we just finished previewing Boston College, which for the listeners we were able to hear yesterday. Uh, now we're going to preview our dog, our, our uh, I guess our golden child, our golden boy, whatever we want to call it, uh, Clemson, you know, coming in. We talked about it on our you know, initial pod here a couple of days ago where we previewed just the season in general from a broad perspective. And this is a Clemson team that, you know, I think really the biggest concern is depth. You know, I think that's my biggest concern with Clemson, you know, especially that quarterback room. I mean, who do we really, or who do they really have, excuse me, you know, with losing the backup in the spring game? to really back up DJ Uyunglele if things happen. That was one thing last year that, again, when Trevor Lawrence went down with COVID, you know, this Clemson team, though they lost to Notre Dame with DJ U, was definitely not skipping a beat offensively. And so, you know, that's my biggest question mark with Clemson is, you know, how much of that's going to factor in where, you know, I'm not really wanting Clemson to be, without DJ Uyunglele heading to Pittsburgh in, in the middle of October. You know, that's one of those games where, again, the depth at Clemson, this isn't, uh, you know, unfortunately Clemson has done, does a great job of getting their guys they need. And unfortunately, just right now, the quarterback room is just not what it would be. Uh, I joke that if Ohio State's uh, third string or second string quarterback were both highly rated four stars uh, who probably realize they're not going to see the field this year with Mason or Quinn Ears, excuse me, Quinn Ears, coming into, you know, from high school, they're more than likely going to be a third or fourth string at Ohio State, you know. I don't know how great that would be because it's obviously super close to the season, but would love for them to transfer over to Clemson where they can be the backup for DJ Uyunglele. So, you know, that's one thing that definitely concerns me with Clemson. Uh, and fixing the defense. I can't believe I'm saying that with a Brent Venables-led defense, but maybe not so much, of course, on a game-to-game basis, but in the grand scheme, playoffs, top 25, top 15 teams, that's Clemson's issue. I mean, they give up, you know, what was it, 49 to Ohio State last year, 42 in the national title to LSU the year before. You know, last year in their loss to Notre Dame, they give up 47. Granted, that game went to double overtime, but they were still in the 30s in regulation. You know, that's not what we expect from a Clemson team. Great, you're the best team by far in the conference, and you can beat up. You know, the, I hate to say it, but our our less talented teams near the bottom of the conference, but you know, they really need to take a step forward on defense. So, I mean, obviously they're our preseason favorite to win the conference and make the playoffs, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, this is probably the least confident I felt in Clemson in, in a pretty long time. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, honestly, there are three teams that. Clemson's going to circle on their schedule, uh, at least in the regular season, because I think they will make the ACC championship. Uh, but three teams, you got to circle, obviously, Georgia, circle NC State, and maybe circle Pitt. Um, other than that, I mean, look, they go 11-1. and one, They – and let's see. My question is, is – the ACC in trouble if Clemson loses the ACC championship but beats Georgia, but Georgia wins the SEC championship. Uh, so Clemson's got a little bit riding on their shoulders. And again, the defense, I mean, go, going back to my hot take, I said State had 
the best defense in the conference. And, you know, Clemson's defense last year, I agree. It was kind of hard to watch a little bit with the Notre Dame game, the uh, Ohio State game, the playoff. So that's, that's my big question. I mean, you never have to worry about recruits. Right now, this is just a reloading season for Clemson because you got to start all over at quarterback, even though we've seen glimpses of him and he's very good at running back because ETN is gone. Uh, wide receivers and, you know, who's going to step up on defense this year? Um, this is this just kind of reminds me of the season Alabama had to reload, but they missed the playoff. Uh, and I believe they went to the Citrus Bowl against Michigan. I mean, they missed the playoff because they finished 10 and two. We could easily see a 10 and two Clemson team, just like how we saw Alabama 10 and two, two years ago. Uh, they could lose that Georgia game and they could lose against NC State or whoever they play in the, uh, in the conference championship. Um uh, if they go out and beat Georgia, that is a huge, huge, huge win. I think Georgia is going to win that game because I'm a huge fan of JT Daniels. I don't know why Georgia didn't start him earlier uh, in the season after transferring from USC, but you beat Georgia, then you're set to go throughout the rest of the season. You might not have to worry about that defense until maybe NC State or Sir, or I'm sorry, Pitt. But other than that, I mean, we all picked them to win the Atlantic. We all picked them to win the ACC, and we expect them to be in the playoff. But don't be surprised if they finish 10-2 and two and they miss it, just like Bama did two years ago when they were reloading. So it's a reloading year, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, you mentioned it in a sense, you know, is the ACC in trouble uh, if Clemson loses the ACC game? I think the ACC is in trouble if Clemson loses to Georgia. I'm I'm more concerned about that than I am anything else because I man, I want to hope that North Carolina is 12 and 0, runs the table, handles business with Notre Dame, you know, and they're obviously tougher in conference games. Um, but I think if you lose to Georgia, then you're you're asking for a lot of help because I think you're asking Georgia to win the SEC. Exactly. Or if, I think if Georgia even loses the SEC. They're all the Bama, and you can make the argument. Or I, I could, I hate to say it, but I could, I could even see an argument. And I'm not necessarily because I believe that results on the field should matter, no matter who you play. But if it's a head-to-head and it's a ten and two Georgia team who slipped up to Florida, but then and then you know lost to Alabama in the title, but both games were close, and Alabama is twelve and zero and proven to be the number one team in the country. Florida is a ten and two team. I could see the argument again if, again, now if North Carolina is 10 and 2 or 11 and 1 going to the AC title game, then I think that that argument of a two loss team that didn't win their conference means less than a one who wins their conference. But I could see the argument because Georgia has the head to head. And as of right now, we're expecting both teams to be healthy. We kind of know what to expect from both teams in terms of the key or pieces, in terms of quarterback. You know, you mentioned loving JT Daniels. I love him as well. I'm just concerned Kirby Smart's not letting him let that letting that offense go the way he should let it go. Now, mm-hmm. hired Munkin for a reason to, to change that. But last year, did we really see it that much in the second half of the season where they were slinging the rock all over the place? Not really. I mean, I would like to think that's going to change, but 
you know, in that sense, I think the better quarterback belongs to Georgia. And fortunately, I think the better defense belongs to Georgia. So I can see why everyone's picking Georgia to win that game. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that the, the, you know, Roy boss comes in, comes into play here for Clemson. Plus they're familiar with playing at Bank of America stadium. So maybe they'll uh, somehow find a way to pull that as well. But yeah, I think that's the problem with Clemson right now is the, the thing that, that really ticked me off last year with Clemson was just how little they were able to run the ball from what we expected. I mean, you're Travis Etienne as your running back and they finish Last, I think they were 75th. Let me just confirm this real quick. 70, yeah, 75th in rushing in the country last year. I mean, that's pretty freaking bad. And it wasn't mm-hmm. they were playing defenses that were out of this world. I'm sorry, no offense to Wake Forest, the Citadel. You know, Virginia was a, a, a good defense, but Syracuse, Pittsburgh, again, good defense. Virginia Tech, okay, but you're not talking about these world beater defenses that you shouldn't be able to run the football against. And that was really disappointing. And then he's giving up the big plays defensively. But you know, I think offensively, they're, the pieces they have right now, they're going to be fine. Replacing Travis Etienne is going to be difficult, but I'm a big fan of Will Shipley, the freshman. I think he's going to be maybe not the next Travis Etienne, but pretty darn close to it. I think he's going to be just fine as a replacement. You know, I think they've got some solid returning pieces as well. With Lynn J. Dixon, he can do a good job as well, kind of holding that spot down. So I think they're fine. Obviously, the positive news with Justin Ross, I hope that's the we're going to get the Justin Ross that we saw two years ago. Because if so, then DJ Uyunglele has a big play and arguably a top four receiver in college football in his, you know, in his backside, which, you know, no offense to Joseph Nangata or EJ Williams, both fantastic, or Frank Ladson, all fantastic wide receivers, but but Justin Ross at his peak is better than anyone else. So if he can be that guy, then their offense should be fine. The question is, can the offensive line take a step forward? Because, you know, that's what was disappointing was if they can't get Travis Etienne to get, you know, 100-plus yards a game every single game. You know, I like Will Shipley, but is he really – or LJ or Lynn J. Dixon, but are we going to really get 100 yards of rushing from those guys, especially week one against Georgia? I'm not liking those odds. So for me, again, it's kind of the same thing as Boston College. We just talked about if they can get the run game going, I think they're in good shape. I do like that it, it seems like DJ Uyunglele is maybe a more mobile quarterback than Lawrence was. So last year, Lawrence loved to show off his legs. So maybe it's not as much of a difference as we think. But this offense definitely needs to be able to protect, especially when it comes to running the football, because this game, this, this offense is just not going to, it's not going to win a national title if they're, if they're averaging less than 150 yards a game. Yeah, I agree. Um, Will Shipley, he, I, I agree. He, uh, he's going to get a lot of playing time, I feel like. So I think running back, you might be okay. Um, it's just, Clemson, man, I I don't know. I there this could be the year they 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 could miss it. I mean, they all the Clemson fans can come at me right now. They can, but the fact of the matter is is that you got the you got Georgia and Georgia, man, they're just gonna they're gonna make that SEC championship with ease. They got no competition uh, except maybe Florida. And once you reach that SEC championship, you're either playing A and M or Alabama. And A&M, they're going to be tough dog too. So 
if you get to the ACC championship, which they will, Clemson will, and you win, you have to hope Georgia wins. Or if, yeah, you have to hope Georgia wins because then you're both in. But if Georgia loses, what's going to happen then? It's now you have to pick between uh, the second place SEC team or the winner of the ACC championship. I don't know. You have to, you got to pick. So I think it's the one thing that is saving Clemson this year is based off what we expect to happen this season, this is going to be the best team that's come from the coastal since that North Carolina team four four years ago. So mm-hmm. benefit Clemson that they should hopefully hit a top 10, top 15 team in the conference championship team. So that's beneficial to them. But we know how North Carolina just the coastal likes to work. I mean, again, I have it going nine and three for a reason. Like I think coastal chaos is going to happen. I think a 10 and two North Carolina team might not be enough to put Clemson over the hump in the scenario we're talking about, but you know, carrying over to the defense, this is a defense that of course lost some people to the transfer portal um, as well as, you know, Darion Kendrick got dismissed and I believe he's at Georgia now. So I, that makes this Georgia game even more obnoxious because you, you know, for a fact that he's going to play with a chip on the shoulder and he's going to provide some Intel on these guys. And, you know, again, how much does that really matter in the modern era where, everything's pretty much on social media or on film anyways, but you know, this is a team that again, they're a solid, it's Brent Venable's defense, so they're not going to be bad. They're probably still a top four defense in the conference. You know, I love James Skalski. That's a great senior leadership right there. Kind of back things up, but again, it's that big play. I mean, we can preach on it all day, but we've, we've seen it. I mean, I, I would argue last year that if Clemson just, didn't fall apart in that second second half really against Ohio State. I mean, again, that everyone can say, well, they were the better, you know, then obviously if the worst didn't happen, they'd be the better team. But I think Clemson and Ohio State were both playing really great football in that first half. And Clemson was the better team. The problem was that things just fell apart in the second half. And maybe Ohio State hadn't, you know, maybe it's more credit to Ohio State than, you know, injury or insult to Clemson. But at the same time, this is a team that you know, with Georgia, you know, with JT Daniels, he has the ability to beat you over the top. That's the last thing you want to do is let a Georgia team beat you over the top once or twice. And then you're concerned about that. And no matter who Georgia is, I'm always going to be concerned about them running the football. So then the next thing they know, they're going to break a 65 yard run. And Clemson does not want to get in a shootout with Georgia. They just don't because in the end of the day, normally who wins the shootouts, the, the team with the better defense or the better quarterback. And I would argue in both cases, it's Clemson or it's uh, Georgia. So this defense is really, I mean, that's pretty much it. Just limit the big plays. That's my only real takeaway with Clemson because at the same time, I mean, it, it is Clemson. They're, they're not, the defense could play exactly how they played last year. And they're again, maybe those three games you mentioned, Boston college does have me a little concerned, but you know, NC State is potential scary. Pittsburgh, and I don't even know if that's more offensively with Pittsburgh. It's just more of a defensive shootout if things go well and where things happen in Heinz Field. But then it's Georgia. And it's unfortunately, this isn't the boring old Georgia we know from three years ago where uh, a UVA transfer and Grayson Lambert's the starting quarterback week one. Like, and sets a CA record for the most completions in a row in a FBS game because all they do is run screen passes the entire game. This is a JT Daniels guy, which we're both big on, who's going to throw it over the top. And I mean, Georgia recruits five-star receivers. And I would argue they're not as good as Clemson's receivers. But at the same time, if the, if the 
quarterback can get the ball to them, and they're going to be in plenty good shape. So anything you want to add on this Clemson defense, I mean, to me, again, it's just limiting the big plays. And, I mean, if they can limit the big plays, they're a national title contender. Yeah, that's basically it. They limited the big plays. They can get that defense back to where it was two years ago, um, three years ago. Then they're set to go. Uh, but, yeah, I worry about, you know, NC State's got a lot of returning starters. And Devin Leary, he's a gunslinger, man. He can fit it through anywhere. Uh, and NC State's defense, how we, we expect DJ to be very, very good, the best quarterback in the ACC potentially behind maybe Sam and, you know, Derek King gives you a, a ride for your money there. But that defense for NC State is really good and very experienced. And then same thing with Pitt. They got a very experienced quarterback. So as long as you can limit the offense, I think you'll be okay. I think um, you can suffer one loss against Georgia. I think you can just dominate your schedule and uh, put a pounding on UNC if it comes down to it. That could be their hardest game of the season if they may are – I mean, second hardest game of the season if it is UNC that they match up with in um, the ACC championship. But other than that, just worry about the defense. That's all you got to worry about and reload. Yeah. I mean, again, this is – we're nitpicking here because in terms of the conference itself, I would argue once again that we're – when you talk about just Clemson in general, they're going to probably win the conference. They're probably the, – again, not probably. They are the best team in the ACC. So, again, at the end of the day, it's we're trying to look at what can win them a national title because that's great. I mean, I've always argued that sometimes it, it must be the most stressful thing in the world to be a fan of a team that's in title contention every year because if you're not the best team, it's a miserable season or you're disappointed in your season where, you know, being a fan of Wake Forest, if they're seven and five, it's a great, it's a great year. It's an absolutely great year. If you're seven and five in Clemson, the sky is falling. So, obviously, hats off to Clemson there, but, you know, it's, it's going to be a fun one. My favorite thing about this year with college football just in general is I don't think there's a single – I mean, we know who the contenders are, but there isn't a clear-cut team to me that's the number one team in the country. I mean, mm -hmm. Emma, it, it lost so much, and, again, Bryce Young is expected to be the quarterback of the future, but we can't guarantee that. Again, DJ Uyunglele, we've seen him, so I think he's getting a little bit more hype than, obviously, Bryce Young would, but – we don't know necessarily what we're going to get with him. And if Justin Ross is going to be the same Justin Ross, Ohio state has zero snaps in college football in their four quarterbacks in their quarterback room. They have arguably the best quarterback room and also arguably the best wide receiver room in the country. But again, there's no proven commodities in that quarterback room for Ohio state to where you're losing your mind over it. You know, it, it's fun because Oklahoma is getting a lot of hype, but no offense to Oklahoma, but you're Oklahoma, you're going to find a way to lose to Kansas state or, lose to TCU or lose to some random team this year. And again, you're still probably going to get in the playoffs, but you know, that doesn't make you a world beater. And I always love the argument. Well, if Clemson loses to the AC, they should be out. Well, why does Oklahoma get to go in if they lose to a six and six Kansas state team? I love Kansas state. They're my big 12 team, but if you lose to a six and six Kansas state team, what makes you any better than, you know, if Clemson loses to an eight and four Boston college or a nine and three NC state, like, what makes that any better or worse? I would argue that it makes Clemson look better you're losing to a better team but mm -hmm. that's besides the point uh that's going to wrap this one up obviously clemson we're cheering for you as a conference of course um except against our respected teams but even then it's not that much of a 
loss for me because hey, it's an expectation, but two, I hate to say it, but I am a conference homer because Wake Forest is probably never going to make the playoff. Actually, probably never. I guess you could say probably never. There's that 0.000001% chance that maybe one day I get there. But uh, for everyone listening, we appreciate it. Nick, thanks for your time. We're going to keep going on our previews here. Tomorrow will be Duke. Uh, obviously, we're taking a, a change of pace from the top of the conference to the bottom of the conference, but we're going in alphabetical order. As always, it means just a little bit less, and go ACC.